This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. Today we're going to be talking about a pitch that Joel uh, came up with a while back. This one being DC Universe 30 Years Later, which I think is a pretty solid, like, title. I can imagine it being a story meeting. Like, Didio mm. being like, okay, so I want you to do a story. It's uh, DC 30 Years Later, okay? And go. <laughs> and then just leaving the, the, the room. You know, like a fart in the elevator. Just be like... <laughs> Uh, there you go. It's all I, I'm, I'm the idea man. All right, bye. And then he <laughs> get, get to work, you writers. Yeah, get to work. Earn your pay. <laughs> so that's that. Uh, so the idea is like it's DC 30 years later. Um, what does the world look like? Where are our favorite heroes? Yes. Now I put together. We've Joel and I have two different pitches. We have not seen these pitches before. Uh, we uh, my pitch is like a like an event. I made it like, mm. like a crisis kind of thing. Uh, how about you? I took it kind of by family and kind of did like, a, okay, what's your elevator pitch for the status quo? What's different? If, if say, time was actually allowed to go the way that it does in our normal world, what would these books like in 30, be in 30 years instead of where they normally are, where we reboot every five years so Bruce Wayne is still Batman, Clark Kent is still Superman, et cetera, et cetera? Right, right. And I focused on the legacy. How would the legacies shift and change? Okay, all right. I dig that. Legacies, yeah, because 30 years later, if we're saying 30 years from now, that means that it's DC in the year, what is it, uh, 2048? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so the question is, um, if it's 30, and it's 30 years, which is like no unsubstantial amount of time, uh, this means that, like, so, you know, you'd think, like, okay, yeah, Damien might be Batman, right? But Damien is, what, 13 right now? Yeah. Which means he'd be 43. Yeah, so he'd so, have like, been at it for a while. Like, would he be Batman? Would he be training a new, like, in 30 years, you know, whether it's in the universe or in the publishing line, people would be like, who's going to replace Damien? Like, people have, there have been full generations of people who have enjoyed Damien as Batman. So I'm really mm -hmm. looking forward to seeing, like, what concept you've got for DC 30. Yeah. Uh, so what have you got, Joel? Let's hear it. I wanna, I'm, I'm very excited because I remember you worked on this. I took a day. Like I took, I, I, <laughs> I had like maybe 12 hours to come up with this idea. Uh, but but you've you had some time because you were the one who pitched this idea in the first place, and I'm very excited. I did. I, I forget even what inspired me to do this in the first place, what possessed me. Maybe I was thinking about Future's End again, and I'm like, imagine if that wasn't shitty. Imagine right. if there was a good version of that. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, but, how much time uh, is Future's End in the future? Is it 30 as well? I think it might be 30. It feels like 30 years. I could be wrong, though. Hmm. Either way, we're going to try and divorce ourselves entirely from 30 from from, from future's end. Let's. So let's, let's definitely do that. Exactly, exactly. So So yeah. uh yeah, I, family, you uh you actually nailed it right off the gate when you said in this future, in my future, Damien is indeed Batman. He won the cowl out a while ago. He's been Batman for a fair amount of time now. 
he was a bit of a more brutal Batman, but eventually he, you know, learned the teachings of his father and he was able to, you know, keep his more psychotic tendencies to himself. Mm-hmm. Is what it was. I would also imagine that, again, because he would be like 43 in this timeline, he eventually did have kids with nobody. Remember nobody, his little uh, friend there from the Super Sons yes, and everything? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got together. I'm going to honor what Tomasi was clearly building up to. Uh, they have a kid. They have a daughter. Uh, what is it? Uh, Talia. Talia Jr. <laughs> actually. <laughs> Right. Named it after his mom. She's kind of like the uh, Robin sidekick stand-in thing to her dad. But they're divorced. I like the idea of a divorced Batman yeah. who's kind of like has weekend visitation with his kids. And I think Batman or Batman Damien would be a good fit for that. Yeah, especially if both of the parents are superheroes and the their their kid is a is a is a is a superhero as well, or at least a mm-hmm. fledgling crime fighter. To be like, man. I mean, the story potential alone just being like them having to work together. I mean, like, what if the Bat family were a, a divorced family? You know, like, yeah. would they still trade notes? Would there be favorites? Would they have to, like, deal? Like, would it be awkward when they're doing their thing? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what I wanted. Uh, Bruce is very stubbornly kicking around, more machine than man now. He's confined to a wheelchair, but he's still running tech back end for the rest of the new Bat family. I kind of, like, did a fusion of Oracle and also the Batman from Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm, Okay where they're kind of one in the same. Now, he's not running the day-to-day operations of Wayne Enterprises anymore. He actually gave that to Tim, Tim being the smartest, most, you know, uh, technical of the team. He runs the day-to-day operation of the corporation, but he still has a side project. He, uh, what is it, wanted to honor Alfred, who obviously has passed away Mm -hmm. at this point, 30 years in the future, of natural causes, I'm sure. But he created the Alfred Pennyworth Endowment for the Arts. So there's (laughs) like a little... So there's a little playhouse in Gotham that Bruce Wayne sits on the board of and he tries to run in memory of Alfred. Can I can I pitch that can I uh, can I editor that? Where Please. It's like, it has to be the Monarch Theater. Oh yes, yes, he bought the Monarch Theater and turned it into that and that was his last act of like I'm reclaiming my parents' death, I'm making some good out of this. Yeah, and he converts it into like a into a like independent, you know, theatrical place you know yeah it's no longer a movie house now it's a pl- now it's for a haven for for artists and 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 actors and whatnot yeah the sort of people that alfred would have hung out with in his youth i like yeah. that a lot okay cool um hell of a pitch yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. so uh when it comes to this unit like do you do is this a publishing idea is this like so this is where I'd want it to go? Or is this something where it's like, they should do this for a year or so? Mm, That's a very good question. I think when I was writing it, my idea was is that this is where I would like to see things go. This is my headcanon of if the books were allowed to develop for 30 years and if characters aged in real time. But you could very easily do it the other way, that you pick up Damian Wayne, Batman, number one, and this is just the world that they throw you into. Yeah, I mean, like, let me tell you something. When, uh, in, in the 90s, when Marvel just out of nowhere rolled out the 2099 series, mm. they didn't make any attempt to explain where that future no. came from. They did say unequivocally that, like, it was the future. They were like, no, this is the future of the Marvel Universe. And it's like, yeah, sure thing, Marvel. But at the <laughs> same time, like, this is the future of the Marvel Universe, like, but it has no bearing on anything. It's 99 years in the future, you know, like, so 
don't don't worry too much about where it fits or how it how it how it fits in with everything. So mm-hmm. and I'm sure for some people the mystery was part of the fun. Yeah, well also it was part of like the um just just the enjoyment of being like I want to read Marvel but I don't want to know anything. I don't want to deal with any of the continuity and I want like new only new weird crazy stuff. And Which so, is what this would be, because I figure we're at the point now where the majority of the supervillains all have to be dead or have been executed by this point. Maybe Penguin and Black Mask are still, still around because they had the money to get themselves out of trouble, but they're old and broken down now, and they sure. can't do it like they used to. Right, right, that's true. I mean, like, the, either way, you play with it where it's a separate thing, and it's its own thing. You just go like, no, uh, like, maybe a start with... Um, Maybe you start with like one of the bat books and you just go like, here, you know, <laughs> here's something yeah, else. And, and then you spin out of that with a universe. Um, George Davis, Super Chat. I'm curious, what is your pitch for Nightwing in this continuity, Joel? Ooh, ooh, I have a hell of a pitch for Nightwing. So Dick Grayson has held just about every job humanly imaginable. Mm-hmm. He's been a cop. He's been an acrobat. He's been a personal trainer. He's been a craps dealer. <laughs> He's been just about everything. So for my pitch is older Nightwing, obviously in this universe, he didn't inherit the Batman mantle full time. Maybe he did for a minute. Maybe he didn't. I'm not quite sure. But I believe that a good trajectory for Dick, because he's so damn likable and so well respected in his community. I want Dick Grayson to make a run as the first ever pro superhero president of the United States. I remember you saying this, and I, I'm so glad that uh, that George was able able to like make it work for us. Uh, so, would he be? Would you in this continuity? He would he already be president, or would he run for president? I think he could be both. Like, maybe he's just getting sworn in like he's just the president-elect as we start this. Okay. And obviously he's getting, you know, bankrolled by Bruce and by the Wayne Foundation and everything else, which could be fun for, like, you know, uh, journalists and everything to try and uncover where it's like, oh, you know, this uh, Dick Grayson kid, his history's a little spotty here. He disappears for long periods of time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but And he sure loves these superheroes. Isn't that weird? Right. Now, who... Who would run against Dick? Because there's a great story idea in there. I mean, like when uh, I remember when Luther was running for president, like his running, like mm. his opponent. We didn't really get into it very much, and that's really kind of a wasted opportunity. Yeah, I don't know who his opponent should be. It should probably be someone villainous. It should be someone connected to Grace and the Titans. Um, maybe Jericho. Maybe Jericho decides he wants to get in politics too. And oh yeah, my power is I can influence people. Right. Oh, that'd be cool. Then and my about, mother's evil, and my mother keeps pushing me to do stuff I don't want to do, and she's still kicking as well. Kind of a cool idea. And then, of course, it can end on a, on, a, on a positive note. Like, hey, you know, just because someone might be able to manipulate huge swaths of people doesn't mean that they get away with it, you know? And Yeah. At least you, that's you the, would, It would only work in fiction, moral. of course. Of course, unlike in the real world. But in fiction, it's a feel-good story where the hero won in the end. Right. And the villain is humbled. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, maybe he invites uh, Jericho to be part of his cabinet or something at the end. Where it's like, you got good ideas, but your mom can't come. Right. Leave, uh, leave the ghost of your father behind. Uh, Pricey Yeti 40, greetings from college. Hey, man, enjoy college. That sounds like fun. Uh, hope you're feeling better, Sal. I am feeling better. Thank you. Tiffany got what I got, or maybe she got con flu. Who knows? Mm. Uh Found a local nerd store and was able to buy and read Watchmen and The Dark Knight Returns for the first time. My God, Watchmen's Sweet. incredible. Disappointed with Returns. Uh, also, how is Spider-Man? I can't play it until November and I've already been spoiled in the main title. And blank <laughs> as a secret boss. 
Uh, I love the game. I think it's fantastic. It's probably... I probably had almost as much fun as I did with Arkham Asylum. Nice. Like, I'm picking up this Friday for a deal. No way. Nice. You're going to get the whole unit? You're going to get the whole package? The PS4 and everything? Part, oh, I already got the PS4, oh, but I'm right, picking it. That's right. I, I, I'm picking it up because, uh, what is it, EB has a deal. Hey, if you trade in three games you don't want two weeks after, you get it for free. Oh, that's cool. I like that a lot. That's a good idea. That's really nice. It is um, nice, so I'm going to check that out. Yeah, Spider-Man's a fantastic game. Like I said, I think I enjoyed it as much as City, but it didn't blow my mind the way Arkham Asylum did. Um, mm. Yeah, and I'm sorry I didn't care for Dark Knight Returns. I still think it's one of the best books of all time, uh, but I am glad that you dug Watchmen. Good for you, man. Right on. What about Superman in your universe, Joel? Okay, so yes, I will do. I, I had like a couple more for the Bat family yeah. that I'll okay, just... Okay, uh, go through Batman first, then you can wrap up with Superman. Okay, so Tim Drake runs the day-to-day -day operations of the Wayne Foundation and Wayne Industries, using his big brain to revolutionize the, seer, uh, the city, making it kind of more akin to Batman Beyond, where he figured, you know, I can do more good from a boardroom than I can punch in crooks. He came to that realization. Oh, that's nice. Good for him. He grew up a little bit. He grew up, and I think he grew up first before everyone else, where he's like, guys, we can't keep doing this. No, it's true, yeah. We're going to die or we're going to get sloppy and we're going to get someone killed. It's time to find other avenues. Yeah, yeah. For heroing. Uh, yeah, that's what he's doing. Dick Grayson's running for president. Uh, Batgirl, inspired by Tim and the others, has hung up her costume and taking on the role of police commissioner in Gotham City. Again, like Batman Beyond, I like this idea that Barbara later in life decides to become a cop. Okay, yeah, that might. I mean, it's a good, it's a good transition for the character. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it's like, there must always be a Gordon in the GCPD is the idea, too. Right, yeah, that's the only way you can keep it at least somewhat honest. Yeah, there must always be a Gordon, there must always be a Wayne. These two <laughs> families prop up Gotham City. There's even always, if... Yeah. Mm, and even, too, there's be, always a bat, that kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. And this would lead to an interesting relationship, too, where now Barbara has to kind of keep Damien more in line, too, or it's like your own dad couldn't keep you in line, and I'm not your mother. Stop treating me like I'm your goddamn mother. Right, right. That's fair. Uh, the You've got way too much issues. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a good point. Uh, the Terror of Death, Jason Todd is the head of one of the many secret organizations in the DCU. I'm sure he has to be by this point. I don't think I even wrote Red Hood. I wrote for all the other ones. Uh, what is it? So Batgirl hangs up her costume. Cassandra Cain takes up her old mantle. And now Cassandra Cain is the new Batgirl. Nice. Okay. I like Cass Cassie Cain being that. I guess she'd be like in her 50s or something. So, or 40s I mean, she's, at least. I mean, she's younger now, so it's like, maybe is that a little too old to be Batgirl? The way I thought of it, too, is Batwoman decides to become a full-fledged general. She actually takes Waller's old place at Task Force X, but she's more of a hero now and is trying to move the group into what it's actually supposed to be, rehabilitating supervillains and turning them into heroes. I love that. I mean, the idea of, uh, of Batwoman becoming Amanda Waller is friggin' dope. Honestly, if you're going to do that, you might as well make Cassie Kane Batwoman, get rid of the Batgirl mantle entirely. Do like a kind of blend of the two of them. That too. Then I also tried to have another one there. It's like, well, where uh, well, where, where would Steph Brown go? Who would Steph Brown become? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe she could uh, take up one of the other mantles that aren't in use right now. There's plenty. Yeah, I mean, she could still be spoiler. She could become Clue Mistress, who's a hero. Ooh, I like that. She could adopt her father's mansion. Like, I am now the clue mistress. I fight crimes with clues, I guess. And I have more of a dominatrix theme. Right. I'm kind of like good Riddler, but like sexy. I don't know. 
Yeah, sure, maybe. why not? Moby wants to know, uh, hey, Joel, does uh, does good GA find love in your timeline? Uh, yes, he does. I'll get to that near the end. Don't worry. I was proud of the one I wrote for Green Arrow. Okay, cool. Uh, Tevye Smolka, what's the pitch for John Superboy in this future? I got that, too. And with that, let's actually move over to the Superman family, which is uh, down a little bit. Uh, OK, so John Kent is Superman now, obviously. That yeah. has to be the thing. He's all grown up now. He's Superman uh, defending Metropolis. He's the youngest member of the new Justice League, because, again, he's younger than Damien. He's younger than a lot of these superhero kids yeah. who are running around there in one way or another. So it's interesting to have a younger Superman who's also like the most powerful. Yeah. I thought that'd be a nice touch. No, uh, John and Lo John and Lois have retired to Smallville to live out the rest of their days. You know, she's a multi-time best-selling author, Pulitzer Prize winner. She's just happy to not have to work for the next little bit. Uh, okay. Clark is doing the farm thing, but he's also a respected and revered elder statesman of the superhero community. Who he's on the look for talent is his thing. He goes like I, I imagine like they drive cross country in a camper every summer, and he like looks for people with powers, and he kind of like you know does like a like a guardian angel thing where it's like ah oh, you know I think you could make a good superhero. I believe in you. Old, kindly Superman believes in you. Yeah, like I've been watching you for a while, and uh, it, it's almost like Professor X when he goes and recruiting for X people. It's exactly like that, and, you know, he'll call, make a call to someone and say, I think you should bring this kid in. He's fighting crime in, I don't know, like Delaware or something. <laughs> I think I think he shows potential. Yeah, yeah. I, I dig that. That's kind of a neat idea for Superman. That's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good pitch. Plus, it's pure Americana, too. It's Lois and uh, Clark riding the highways and byways of America totally. in their golden years. Yeah. No, that's nice. And it gives, the question uh, is. Yeah, and it gives John a place to... John can return home after, like, because, you know, John moved from... Uh, I don't know where the hell their, like, county was. Was it, like, I don't think it was in Kansas, but I don't... No. Yeah, I forget now. But it would be fun to see him like kind of like set, like Clark set up roots and have John go back. Anyway, it's just nice. Just just thinking out loud about like the the cool opportunities for those stories. But, Romantically uh, for John too, I would think that he's still dating Kathy, the alien girl. Here's the thing though, she doesn't live on Earth anymore. She went back to go rebuild and revitalize her planet after its destruction. So he's kind of splitting his time between seeing her and defending Earth, and he's kind of at a crossroads in his life where it's like, mm, you know, I really want to live with my cool alien girlfriend out in space, <laughs> but Earth and the family business needs me more or less, and right. I don't know what I'm going to do. So that's like his drama now that he's sort of torn between these two worlds which is kind of an inverse of his dad yeah exactly uh, a kind of like like earth weary character George Dare reminding me it was Hamilton County yeah I know but what state yes, is that that's in nice. that's the question you got me so uh, yeah uh, what was I going to say oh um, uh, apropos the super chats uh, Kevin Kruger just saying uh, off the side uh, Sal I'm sending books y'all have never got before thank you very much Ooh. Joel before we get into the Green Arrow pitch how did you get into Green Arrow Green Arrow oh man you see uh, again I want to say it was the Justice League animated series that really exposed the character to me I'd always seen him on the comic shelf but I never thought like, ooh, I want to read Green Arrow. And that was the perfect time too, because then I picked up some old stuff and from there I was just absolutely hooked. And then I found the older stuff. Nice. And I'm just like, man, I relate to this character a hell of a lot. You know, it's like he's Batman, but he has more fun. <laughs> he's yeah. Batman without the baggage. No, that's fair. Um, so please proceed. What was your next uh, thing? All right. 
Again, people wanted to hear Green Arrow, so I'll tell Green Arrow before yeah. I go do the other families. Uh, Oliver Queen, late in his career, was outed as Green Arrow, but that turned into a blessing in disguise because after retiring, he wrote a popular tell-all memoirs about his life and adventures. He used that fame and that money to crusade for justice without the costume, uh, bake, making up a bunch of new social programs for Star City. So he became kind of like a godfather in his own right in that regard and yes he lived happily ever after with uh black canary who is a silver fox in the future <laughs> like that's her character name or that's what who she is no she, she just became a silver fox she's still looking good i see i see at okay. like at like 60 70 nice hey listen 70 is the new 30 and i toyed with the idea too that maybe when he got outed maybe like merlin or deathstroke or someone cut off his arm so you still have armless green arrow in the future why not right you gotta take that opportunity <laughs> Does, doesn't matter what reality he's in he's not making it out with both arms mm -hmm. uh, Will I am golden I'd make Lois the new Perry White ooh that'd be a fun one too that she actually just inherits the whole paper yeah I could see that happening totally George J reminding us about Hamilton County the terror of death what about the future Connor Kent mm, again see I was still writing this from yeah, the thing that Connor Kent Superboy Prime Joel what about him? I don't know. Maybe they got plans. Maybe they don't. He's in the source wall, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, but apropos his question, did you have like, if you don't have a Connor Kent pitch, can you make one up off the top of your head? Uh, Connor came back and people were happy, but then he decided to go to the future and hang out with the Legion of Superheroes because they needed a Superman in the future. Works for me. There, there you go. go. That's what. I <laughs> I also eventually said here, too, that Connor Hawk, uh, Green Arrow's half-son, would take up the mantle of Green Arrow himself, and his sidekick would be Imiko as Red Arrow. Hilariously, when I wrote this like a couple months ago, she wasn't Red Arrow yet. She is now, so that actually happened. That's cool. How, how, uh, how Nostradamus-like of you. Plus, I like the idea of a niece-nephew crime-fighting team, too. You never yeah. see that. No, it's true. You never... You, it's true. You don't see many dwarf women. No, it's true. You don't see very very many uh, nieces and nephews. That's cool. I dig that. As a crime-fighting as a crime fighting team. So I'm like, there you go. So you have the legacy of Green Arrow fine in Star City there. There is one, and it is connected to the bloodline, essentially. Yeah. Do you have any uh, flashes in this universe? Yes, yes, I do. Here, let me tell you about the flashes. What do <laughs> well, I got here? Set, settle in. I'm going to tell you about the flash in a minute. <laughs> all right. So Wally West is now the official flash once and for all, as you know, he would be his children. Iris and Jay head up the brand new chapter of the Teen Titans team with Cyborg V2, Leanne Harper, who's back now and as Speedy, uh, Rex Stewart as Warhawk, too. He's on the team as well. Hey, Rex Stewart. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, I figured I figured someone better remember that character exists. And what happened to Barry? Well, he's now the head professor of criminology at Central City University. So he actually became a teacher and he teaches crime scene stuff. Nice. It's good use of that character. Got a nice teaching gig, hung it up. I like to think of the idea that maybe the Speed Force started wearing off as he got older too. Like it was harder for him to push his elderly body to that level. Yeah, yeah. Or like, but he always says in the back of his mind, like, I bet I got one last run in me. If the city ever really needed me, I bet I could push it one last time. Uh -huh. you, you could do a cool Flash equivalent of that only good scene from the Ghost Rider movie where uh, mm. Carter Slade is like, I got one last ride. That's exactly what it would be. Hey, Wally, let's do one more for old time's sake to like save the multiverse or something. Yeah, they run and then he just like disappears into the speed force. And you're just like, that was pretty dope.
becomes one with it, and that's yeah, his exactly. whole story coming full circle. Exactly. Uh, what about uh, what about Shazam's? Any Shazam family stuff going on? I didn't think of anything for Shazam, but let me just steal a cool thing that uh, Christos Gage did in Justice League Beyond. Uh, Billy is still Billy, but now the entire Shazam family inhabits his body, so he can turn into Black Adam, and he can turn into Mary Marvel, and he can turn into all the characters you remember because they all reside inside him now. Oh, cool. I dig it. All right. I like that. Um all right. Uh, any other any any other big uh, dramatic uh, you know linchpins to this whole uh, event or of publishing line? Oh, of course. I got Wonder Woman. I got Green right. Lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, we haven't gotten to uh, Aquaman, Green Lantern. You're right. Oh yeah, I got them. Well, please keep uh, going. Keep going. So uh, Donna Troy is now Wonder Woman officially. She took up the mantle because Queen Diana now has become full-time Queen of Themyscira. She is, however, helping to build br- <coughs> build bridges both <laughs> bridges uh, bridges both literally and figuratively between Man's World and Themyscira. They've joined the UN now, and she's kind of like the Queen Mother of Themyscira. Okay, I like that. That's cool. There's a lot of bridge building here. Uh, Likewise with uh, Aquaman. Now here, uh, Aquaman, I added a little tragedy to this story. Mm -hmm. So in the future, in this 30-year future, uh, Aquaman got Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. But he's he's still king of Atlantis, and Mira, in a very, like, royal Game of Thrones way, is trying to keep it hush-hush because if people know that, it's going to be really fucked up. So she's running things from behind, but people still think Aquaman's in charge. Meanwhile, their kid, Aqua Girl, now Aqua Woman, is uh, helping set up uh, Little Atlantis in Amnesty Bay, which is a place where Atlanteans and humans can live and work and coexist together peacefully. They figured every time they tried to do this before, they did it too big. Let's just do it small. They, you know, charter trips back and forth. And Calderam is now Aquaman. He is now fully upgraded he's taking that role in him and aqua woman they're a crime fighting duo together fighting crime in little atlantis oh cool i like that is amnesty bay a real thing or is that just uh did you just make that up no that's a jeff johns creation i think okay. amnesty bay was where they lived oh all right i i wasn't sure i i thought i remembered it being you know what it's funny i was mixing amnesty with amity with am with amity from amity island from from jaws oh I thought you were saying the Amityville horror. No, no, no. As you know, Amity means fam- uh, friendship. So <laughs> so Aquaman goes to the Amityville horror and fights ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or at the very least, he deals with a giant shark named Bruce. Um, That's fine. Let's see. I fully accept that. George J., do you guys have a pitch for JSA 30 years later? Oh, man. I mean, I think they'd all have to be dead in the future, or at least... <laughs> Or at least all the members of the Justice League are old now and form a JSA in and of themselves. Right? Yeah, the Justice League becomes the JSA. That'd be kind of dope. Does that mean this Justice League would have to take up a new name that they'd have to call themselves something different, like the Justice Order or the Justice something? Yeah, because it's the Justice Society and then the Justice League, so it have to be some other grouping-type word. The Justice Collective? Yeah, it doesn't really roll off the tongue, but I, but I, like, no. the, I like the direction you're going in. The Justice Unity, the Justice Zaibatsu. <laughs> yeah, 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 something like that. Something like, you know, like the Justice Union or the Justice Circuit or something like that. Maybe, yeah. maybe, <laughs> the, maybe the JLA, but it's the Justice Legal, or it's the Justice Alliance. Ah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, Justice Alliance I kind of dig. 
that strong. And that's also like, hey, we're aligned from everyone all over the world. Be you Amazon, be you Atlantean, we're an alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, Green Lantern. Yes, I have one for Green Lantern. I was pretty proud of this one, too. Hal Jordan has become one with the Owen power battery, because I think that's more or less where they were taking this anyway. It feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. That he just becomes more and more with it. He's cool with it because now Oa is a living planet like Mogo. Now it's just Hal. Okay, cool. Yeah, I dig that. He can still talk. He can still interact. In fact, if you need help and you're a Green Lantern, just tap your ring and be like, hey, Hal, I'm in a tough spot here. You want to help me out with this? I like that. And he um, and he'll tell old man stories like, well, you know, back in my day as a ring slinger. Yeah, no, I just need to... help, Hal. You just please. <laughs> All right, fine, whatever. Now, obviously, you need a Green Lantern defender of Earth. And for this, I decided to pick Jane Jordan, his niece who shows up every so often. Yeah, I like that. OK, cool. Good use of Jane. Yeah. People forget he has a niece and nephew who show up uh, when they have to, you know, up the stakes. She yeah, learned Parallax needs to show up and threaten to kill them so that he fights even harder. <laughs> that too. She studied under Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz, who have now taken up Kilowog's old post of training the new recruits in the Corps. Okay, cool. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's my pitch for them. I just thought it was fun to be like, oh, you know, you're, you're you're the niece of that Jordan kid. You know, he's a legend around here and just her struggle to try and live up to her uncle who is unto a god. You're literally walking around on your uncle. Right. What about um, what about the other uh, the other core like the the rest of them, like the other the other colors? That's that's rough because I was going to say they're aliens. So I don't think they ever die. Mm hmm. I imagine Atrocitus would still be around because he's powered by rage. Sinestro refuses to die. I know he had a daughter who was head of the Yellow Lantern Corps for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saint Walker seems kind of immoral in his own way. This is true. Yeah, you got a lot of opportunities there. <laughs> that they're that they're probably still around and kicking and again making it more annoying for Jane to be like, hey, you know, me and your uncle one time we had a crazy adventure called the Sinestro Core War. Yeah, it was pretty dope. <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty legendary. And she's like, oh god, again with the freaking Sinestro Core. I used to love these stories as a kid, but now everyone keeps telling them to me. Right. You know, or they try to do a sequel to them and 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 wrote me into them. Yeah, it just never, never works out as well. I imagine other heroes, too, like Martian Manhunter probably still has to be alive. He's a Martian. Totally. I feel like he'd look the same, you know? Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe Mary Martian, same deal. Yeah, yeah, Miss Martian, she's still hanging out. Ooh, she could be the den mother of this new Teen Titans team. There you go. What about uh, Starfire? I know you got, you love the Titans. You, you, you can't tell me you don't have any Slade uh, Wilson uh, that's works. that's funny too. I guess he doesn't die, right? Because he has what is a tantamount to the super soldier serum inside exactly. of him. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's still alive and still causing trouble even at his ancient age. Maybe maybe he recruits a team of other geriatric villains together yeah. for some nefarious purpose. Like who are some other bad guys who don't die because they're filled with drugs? Right. I mean, I feel like Lex Luthor would have invented a drug by then. Uh, certainly, the Joker. Maybe he's like preserved, like. His blood is practically formaldehyde at this point, based on all the yeah. Joker toxins and whatnot. Ooh, maybe they keep him frozen, like a, maybe like a Joker cult or the Jokers gang. Keep him on ice and let him out every 10 years to go nuts. <laughs> there you go. And they call it like the year of the Joker. Maybe they make it like uh, the crow where it's like, oh, it's Joker's night where the Joker comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the purge, but I like the crow allegory better. 
Yeah, Joker's Night. <laughs> and it's Halloween. Yeah, the Terror of Death saying, my pick for a future Connor Kent and Cassie is that if anyone does remember the new Krypton saga, reference to that, having Connor and Cassie become the new Flamebird and Nightwing entities. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, there you go. Fun. That's... I like that, too, because no one's picking up the Nightwing identity right now, so I'm sure he'd like it if Connor picked it up. Yeah, totally. George J. saying, crazy idea, but what if the children of the old villains decide to become heroes and fight against their parents? That would be fun, too, in its own way. Like, again, they, they screwed around with Joker's daughter, but she wasn't really his daughter. No, there's no point. Get out of here, Joker's daughter. Nobody wants you here. Or Two-Face's daughter, Dwella Dent. You might be the same. Also, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. I think you're the same person. I don't even know. Uh, Al, I prefer the DDs from Batman Beyond. I like that. <laughs> the DDs are fun. Uh, Will I Am Golden for Titans. Beast Boy becomes the avatar of the Red and then becomes the mm. new Animal Man. Raven, oh. uh, Raven's a lord of order and Starfire finds a planet for her people and then becomes a diplomat for the other races. I like that. Heck, I could see Raven being like, hey, I got my own power. What if I become the new avatar of fate? Give me the helmet. There you go. That'd be kind of dope. R Raven becoming fate would be really cool. That's a, that's like a that's like a no-brainer. Plus, you could really have a lot of fun with the cool visuals of uh, of blending her visual style with the Dr. Fate thing, which is like the only thing good about Dr. Fate is his friggin' helmet anyway. And the costume's pretty sweet. And again, yeah. she's used to having voices whisper in her ear, so she could be like, fuck off, Naboo. Yeah, exactly. She knows. <laughs> That'd be cool. My father, my dad is literally Satan, Nabu. I don't give a shit what you're trying to lay like, down to me. Yeah, you think, actually, she's the most effective Dr. Fate ever. <laughs> exactly. I like the idea of Beast Boy growing up and becoming the new Animal Man. I like to imagine that he would be cool passing that on to someone. Totally. And he's like, yes, thank you. Let me please live out the rest of my days with the family. Uh, all you, Gar, you got this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that idea a lot, actually. And especially that he'd be connected. Yeah, that, that Beast Boy. Yeah. No, that's cool. I'm just thinking of it out loud. I'm like, no, that's a really dope idea. And um, then maybe he takes this newfound power and he reforms a better, nicer version of the Doom Patrol, the team that his family was on. I like that idea, too. A future Doom Patrol. Uh, Kevin Krugar uh, asking a question that was on my mind. Uh, what about Swamp Thing? Yeah, what about Swamp Thing? Again, by all right, he lives forever. Yeah, no if reason Alec to change Holland... what he's up to. Again, they seem to be implying in Justice League Dark right now that maybe Alec Holland wants out of the deal and maybe that it could go to someone else, someone different. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be neat. Who's, a, who's someone who could use a Swamp Thing upgrade? Oh, make Poison Ivy Swamp Thing. That too, yeah, because again, they keep going back and forth whether she's a hero or a bad guy. Yeah, a female swamp thing who is Poison Ivy. Yeah, exactly. And, and like you could have green, all... make it really cool. That would be cool. And then you could have some of the heroes being like, yeah, but she used to be a villain, though. Yeah, but people being like, yeah, but get over it. That was 30 years ago, buddy. And also, I don't go by Poison Ivy now. I go by Swamp Thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of swamps, Swamp of Fate, I'm home from work sick, but at least I get to catch you guys live for once. This is true. Thanks a lot, man. Welcome back. Uh, Rakeem, Keith, what about Guy Gardner? And who you guys paired Dick Grayson with a guy uh, got a lot of possible pairings? Mm, yeah, Gardner's a tough nut to crack. Yeah, I would, I, I mean, like, at that point, I'd probably just, re just, just write him off. It's too many, too many variables. I mean, like, if you're, if you're, if it's a separate series that has, like, only so many titles, I don't know if it's... T like, I think it might shoehorn him into a Green Lantern book. You know, maybe make him a... Maybe make him Warrior again, or or just... Maybe. Age him out and be like, no, he's done. Like, he quit. Yeah. 
maybe maybe he became warden of an alien prison like you know he was sick of all of these other alien prisons where all the green lantern bad guys kept breaking out yeah i liked the idea of him being a red lantern for a while so i mm. i mean like i put him in charge of them just have him be like i took it over to try and bring a little bit of green lantern sensibilities to the red lantern core so like i'm in charge right i wanted to make them better yeah 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 exactly that's a cool idea. I could get behind that. Again, villains are a tough one here because I imagine 30 years in the future, you would want mostly new villains. But as we saw again with Batman Beyond, writing good new villains is very difficult without making them seem derivative of old ones. Completely. No, you're very right. Uh, and yeah, you don't want to like betray your lack of originality by just being like, oh, so it's Joker, but it's a girl. Like, uh, yeah. You wanna yeah. Yeah, you want more time? I'm thinking about. I'm it. gonna guess Talia is still alive. She's calling herself the Demon's Head now, and she has the same white streaks in her hair, and she's just leading the League of Assassins now. Yeah, no, totally. That's a cool idea. That um, that's just where that went, because that's where it had to go. And like, she kind of hates herself that her dad was ultimately right, and this is where her life went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's old and bitter because of it, right? Uh, I assume she's hot still because she's still using oh, Lazarus absolutely. pits. Um, oh, of course, yeah. She's got a James Judy, Judy Dench thing going on. It doesn't matter how mm, old she gets. Nice. Uh, Heartless Fang. Guy Garner could run a, a Green Lantern space bar. Oh, that's cool, too. He runs the canteen. There you go. That's a great use of him. Again, it's like, you know, he's kind of retired, and we he, we should have sent him home a long time ago, but he likes working here, and the people like him. Yeah. Uh, Jamal Kino, just saying, the Superman ideas is dope. I also believe uh, Snyder said there's plans for Superboy Prime. Yes, he has said that. I think Bendis yeah. wants to use him. So Interesting. Good luck with that. Um, I slightly worry about that. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, like, whatever. <laughs> they'll, they'll do fine. Um, anything else besides uh, besides what we talked about? Those are, those are all my pitches so far. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, are you calling it something, or is it just kind of like this is what we do? I, I liked your just calling it 30 years later. I think that's simplistic and cool and to the point and also very reminiscent of five years later and year one and all the other DC naming conventions. Completely, yeah. No, I, I like the idea of being like, at the very least, that's what the pitch is called. If not, you just call that the story. Uh, yeah. Charlie9516, Jaime Reyes has a normal life and a family, but an old still trying to be cool booster living in the garage. I like that. I like that for him as a character, that he's kind of taken up that booster gold mold of like, hey, kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on. He's like, hey. I'm cool. Uh, the Terror he's of like Death. Hispanic Matthew McConaughey of the future. <laughs> I like that. Uh, the Terror of Death, Nightwing pairings, please. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Oh, who did he end up with in the future? Yeah, yeah. I, again, I gave uh, Batgirl something to do. We gave Starfire something to do. Maybe he didn't end up with anyone. Maybe he ended up with someone completely different. Yeah, make up a new character. Have it be like, you know, this is like, yeah, it would be derivative of me to just end up with like the the girl partner for Batman. And it would be yeah. silly for me to hook up with like the first person I hooked up with on the Titans. So I'm going to do like, you know, I met somebody else, a regular human being. <laughs> That's nice, too. I like the idea of him just, you know, getting with a regular human. Maybe the woman who pushed him to get into politics, being like, you know, people like you and you're charismatic and you're a leader and everything. Yeah, exactly. People believe in you, Dick. You catch them when they fall. Yeah, I dig that. Mm. Um, what was it? Uh, so I guess we can move on to my pitch, if you like. Uh, Please do. Mine is a straight-up event. Um, mm -hmm. and the idea is you would just kind of like, you treat it kind of like the way they treated Secret Wars or they treated House of M where it's just like, this book comes out and 
the idea is that um, Icon, or Arnis Freeman, uh, nice. crashes through Wayne Manor a la Silver Surfer in uh, Hell yeah. through the Sanctum Sanctorum to harbinge the like destruction of everything. But he's, he says that, and he just says, uh, uh, and, and Alfred is there, and he says to Alfred, time's up. And then, <laughs> and then dies, withered away of extreme old age. And uh, no one really take, pays it to mind. Batman files it away. Kind of a weird day. Uh, but nobody really notices too much. And then uh, little things start to happen. Uh, Supervillains go to jail or they go to Arkham Asylum. And then they stay there. Uh, <laughs> Damien has a birthday every year. Jaime Reyes gets older. Nightwing gets slower. Uh, what was it? Uh, Oliver Queen and Dinah get married. And then she Love gets it. pregnant. And then mm. she has a baby. And then the baby starts talking. And everybody kind of happily moves forward. And it isn't until Jim Gordon shoots the Joker during a routine <laughs> like adventure and he just simply dies that an investigation finally gets opened by Batman because like somebody feels something's off a little bit about the universe. Right. Um, no one really pays it too much mind. It's more like an internal investigation. Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman don't age as per usual. And, yeah, uh, but then as Damien turns eighteen, people start to notice. Particularly Clark. Uh, basically, Clark says to Batman, he notices like, you know, um, Damien's eighteen and you're still thirty-two, Bruce. Sup with that? And uh, Bruce says like, okay. So full disclosure, uh, the icon thing got me really like concerned and I was like worried about it. So the first thing he did, he had like this epic, you never saw it, but like if you wanted to do a mini series on it, you could easily make that work. But basically just like a like underground visceral Batman versus like the last Batman versus Raish epic battle where Batman like just takes on all of Ra's al Ghul's internal operations, like just picks them apart with like methodical, almost br like total brutality. And mm. then co-opts all of Ra's al Ghul's dealings and turns them into Wayne Foundation elements. Uh, <laughs> of course, those are all shell corporations so that Batman can control the Lazarus pits. Which is what he really wanted. Which is what he really wanted in the first place because of what Icon said. When Icon withered away and died in, his, in Alfred's arms, he was like, I'm not going to go that way. I don't honestly trust anyone else to be Batman. Mm, and, so, and this is your way to of playing with time compression in comics, which no one ever talks about. Yes. So Batman is like, I'm never going to let the mission end. And so I took out Rachel Ghul. I took over the, 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 the Lazarus pits. And yes, I'm using them. But don't worry, Clark. I have a handle on it. And <laughs> Superman says, I'm going to let you do this. Because we're friends, and also because, like, I want you to keep investigating this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, there's something wrong with the universe. I don't know what it is, but, like, John's getting older, Lois is getting older, everyone's getting older, and, like, that should be normal, but for some reason it feels like it shouldn't. Right. Basically, we're, 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 we're pushing past the time when DC would normally have reboots. Yeah, there hasn't been a crisis in five years, and the shit's getting weird. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll, like Ollie's kid is starting to walk and talk. Like, it's it, things are getting weird. Yeah, and, and, we're not used to this. Yeah, and so that's when like people start to notice anyone who of any major like notoriety starts to notice. Then we cut to thirty years later, mm. and everything is kind of like. Everything's very different, but it still feels like the DC Universe. All the young heroes, they're, like I said, they're seasoned veterans with their own protégés. 
but Batman is still Bruce right. Wayne operating in Gotham. Mm. A uh, couple of things. I didn't think too, too deeply into, like, who does what, where they go. Uh, but I did come up with a couple of just, like, fun one-offs. Uh, Damien has a son named Thomas Wayne. His oh, alter ego, nice. His alter ego is Asriel. Oh, that's cool. That's fun. I went with daughter. You went with son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? Blue Beetle. Uh, Jaime Reyes has a con- has a son named Ted. His Blue Beetle character name is Scarab, and cool. uh, Roy Harper is a grizzled old one armed like bastard like archer named Broken Arrow. Oh, that's fun too. I see. I'm glad. I'm glad you wrote something for Roy because apparently no one writes anything for Roy no. anymore. But like the idea is that like it's just these are just a couple of this is a sampling a very small like look at what the DC universe thirty years later would look like, uh, right? And then you start to and but then you start to like you you, you pick apart. Uh, basically, there's a big reveal like towards like the mid like towards the like the one third like two thirds point where you find that the Batman was investigating. Uh, he kidnapped Cyborg mm-hmm. about twenty years back so that he could use his boom tube technology to investigate whether like who's mucking with time and also to incorporate that new Genesis technology into his operations. Uh, right. So he hooked up uh, Victor into an algorithmic loop that simulates the DC retcons. So he lives in the prime of his life over and over. And over the past 30 years, he's had 15 life reboots. So wow. in essence, Batman recreates the DC reboot structure, but only for poor Cyborg, who is just hooked into <laughs> the system. Uh, and so you basically wow. find out that like Bruce is this like monster, <laughs> like that. Yeah, that, what that else Lazarus is new? Pitts did change him. That uh, it fucked with his head as yeah, they were bound to. Crazy. Uh, but ultimately, and while I don't have like a whole like thing put together, it's 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 a crisis. I call it Forever Crisis. Mm. And the big like uh, zero hour type reveal is that Oliver Queen. Uh, during a routine but still epic uh, Dark Knight's metal-esque event, catches wind of something called the uh, called Lucian's Library, which is uh, mm. from Sandman, and it's basically just the library where all stories are collected. Every idea, yeah, yeah. every story that every author's ever had has been collected in Lucian's Library. And Ollie goes there, and what he does is he finds out not only about the multiverse, but he also finds out about uh, multiple different versions of themselves. And in one story that was never quite finished, there's a story where Ollie gets old with Dinah, and they have a child, and they move on. Ooh. And Ollie desperately wants to see this come to fruition. And he, of course, realizes based on this, like on based on having access to like the editor's notes of his own books, <laughs> that he that that he is part of a never-ending series of editorial reboots. He doesn't we don't Death call Death and that, Rebirth, yeah. That like you that basically time is frozen. And they look at like the multiverse and they notice like when Bruce and 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 uh, and, and Clark like investigate it, they look at the multiverse and everyone's still young and in their prime, like nobody has like John daughter like there's no world where Lois dies of old age or you know Joker's shot in the face by Gordon and Gordon eventually just retires and with a smile on his face you know like there's there's no stories where like time just keeps going and does the multiversal book have pictures too? pictures of Dark Knight Returns and Longbow Hunters and all these other interesting places say, in why time? Not, right I mean if the friggin like book of Oa can have pictures in it why not the why not Lucian's library but that uh, so the idea that I have is that Ollie finds out about the about the reboots, and so he basically accepts the deal with the Spectre, 
and then mm. becomes the Spectre unbeknownst to anybody and then uses his powers as the Spectre to like force time or force like the 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 editorial loom of time reboots back and he just I, so he's like strained and old and he knows that like he, he can't keep it up forever but he'll he'll do what he can for as long as he can to keep it from rebooting I like Ollie being the Spectre because obviously his best friend Hal was the Spectre once, so he would know how that shit works. Yeah, and keeping up the green motif and also making a regular guy into kind of like this omni- like omnipotent creature, like creation. So the idea is it's basically just like that. It's it's that like so Forever Crisis is an event where everything just just gets older, and so the the heroes have this like kind of moral conundrum. Where they're like, I think the status quo is that we have to reboot, but I have us, but I, but like some of us have children, and those children mm-hmm. have children, and, and those children have lives, and like maybe I don't want to do this forever, and like you know, you know, Bruce, you you do clearly don't you don't mind getting old, but like or don't don't like don't mind the reboots, but like the rest of us all really really do like being human and moving yeah. forward, and so. You know, it's this really interesting conundrum of like, do we let this unnatural thing in the real world, but very natural for comics, persist? Or do we help Ollie hold back the editorial reboot? The sands of time. I like that. That's very high concept. Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 a little Morrisonian, but uh, but I think I was gonna say that's like Morrison if he was less up his ass about exactly. stuff. Exactly. It's a little. It's like uh, it's like Dan Jurgens meets J- meets Grant Morrison. It's 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 yeah. uh, it's a more cerebral zero hour. Yeah, and also like a hey, let's think about comics in abstract. Let's think about them, you know, through the lens of the real world and how that might affect you. Yeah, and like yeah, and that that also affords you the opportunity to have had characters make horrible mistakes or have like really unsatisfying um you know conclusions or 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 mm. or directions for people's lives like in real life and so that like you as the reader might be unsatisfied with where that character went but you also mm. have like a little bit of satisfaction knowing that like it's kind of how things work out for everybody like no not everybody gets a right. grand death not everybody gets like to end up with the love of their lives and so we don't get a do over. We don't get a do over. And so that's so so you know you get to explore all these different concepts and you know ultimately maybe like with a tear in his eye you know like Clark signs off on it and it happens anyway. You know but like the idea that you know you just no flashes, no no speed force, you know. Maybe they pull out all the stops like Bruce is like I've I've investigated everything. There's no way to stop it. I don't know. Like it's not dark side, it's not the flashes. I don't know what's happening because he never he he never looked deeper than like just a desperate dude who wants to have a kid, you know. Like right, just, I I, ta- I talked to Kronos, I talked to Metron, I talked to all the time travel villains. Right, and none of it came up, and it's like no, it's just because like Ollie wants a son or a daughter, like he just wants to like stop. <laughs> And, I could see uh, that being really cool, too, with someone like Roy being like, I don't have an arm. My life is shitty. Or Barbara being like, I'm in a wheelchair. You mean I could have gotten a do over her? Well, yeah, no. And you get like you could even form like a team of people like either on Batman's side or on Clark's side, but like a team of people whose lives are unsatisfying. The, the scar, you could call them. Yeah, who are just, like, unhappy, and they're like, no, let it, let it happen. If this is the way it's supposed to be, please. I, I'd love a new writer to give me another chance, you know? 
then you get a civil war that actually makes sense and where you're like, ooh, but they both have a valid point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can also kill anyone and do anything with that because, like, you don't have to worry about, like, the, the continuity because you know it's going to get rebooted anyway. But, hey, you know what? Maybe the consolation is kind of like the Paradise Dimension where it's like, no. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, who would come to him. Maybe Dream or Death. But, like, someone comes to Ollie and says, like, don't you understand? Like, every decision you make creates a new reality. Like, mm. there is a multiverse. Like, didn't you – you only looked at, like, one – you only looked at one side, you know, of the, of the coin. Like, you only looked at one chapter of the book. Like, yes, like, there is a you that does this. And, like, you can – and either, like, you can maybe, – maybe, like, he – maybe the constellation is they reboot or – you know, maybe what they do is what they should have done with Flashpoint, where it's like, you know, it's the future's all messed up, and then when they go back, it just goes back to the way it was. Right. You know, it goes back to the way it was before this event started, but Ollie's not here anymore, and you have a world without 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 Green Arrow, and it's because he's in the he's in another reality. He gets he gets what he wanted. Yeah, he's in the good place. He's in the good place where he like listen. If you go there, like if you go there, you will die, and you there will be no yeah. reboot for you. And he's like, that's fine. Like, I'll take it because it's human. Like, you know. It would be nice, too, because then you get, like, uh, like the nerdy comic book thing of, like, ooh, who's stronger, Green Arrow, Spectre, or Dream? You know, who's got the real juju? Who's got the real power? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, hell, like, the Spectre himself could be within, like, Ollie being like, this is wrong. Like, I'm part of the universe, but this universe, like, is it has a structure to it that requires reboots and flexing, you know? Like, so... Yeah. So stop, like, resisting me. <laughs> it, it would be cool, too, to be like, hey, Spectre, you're the embodiment of God's wrath and anger. Yes. Take what? me to your boss. I want to talk to God. Let me take this up with God. Yeah, exactly. Hell, the whole thing could actually take place, like, the, the whole climax could take place in his mind with just a conversation with God or death. Yeah. Ooh, that would be a fun one, too, where it's like, look, I won't take you to God, but I'll take you to the other guy, and it's death from Sandman. Hey. Yeah. yeah, she's like, what up? <laughs> You've uh, be like, yeah. ooh, you're you're early. Thanks to thanks to you, I've seen a lot more people lately. Um, yeah, that would be some shit. Yeah, but just turning Maybe. it into a turning it into an event was my way of doing it. Where I'm like, thirty years later, like where you can do it, and and then you can always like, it's part of the multiverse now. You could always revisit. Like, if you thought Broken Arrow was a cool book or a cool concept, now hey, well here's your book. Where it's just because like you know, Old Man Hawkeye is a neat book. Why not do that? Yes, it like, is. It is. That's that's a hell of a pitch, sir. Yeah, exactly. So, thank you. Thank you very much. So, those are just a couple of ideas for DC Comics three years later. Uh, but we want to thank you all for your great contributions. Uh, we heard a lot of great suggestions from the super chats. Uh, but uh, you know, this is just this is what the show is, baby. We 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 come up with these crazy ideas, throw them out there, and then see what sticks. Um, and who knows? I, I feel like most of these ideas are usually taken by somebody, and then. Yeah, doesn't it, doesn't it feel that way? That like maybe like four months or now we'll be having another things we called or things that showed up. Yeah. Hey, Broken Arrow is a real character. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Damn it. I want a friggin'. I, I would like at least a sketch of the character, please. At the over under on Roy is he might not make it out of Sanctuary. Yeah, I feel like that's probably expected. Like that that, that makes sense. Which is just the just the ultimate, but also just the, of course, final slap in the face for this character who's been dragged through the mud for the last decade. Exactly, exactly. I don't know who Roy Harper pissed off so much that the world's like, who do we dump on? Let's dump on Roy. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the reality is just like, I don't care about Roy. 
I think that's what it always is. Kevin Kruger, but would Green Arrow hit on death? No, he's married. The idea would be that Green Arrow is like 55 and like he's married to Dinah and he's happy. You know, mm-hmm. or he's like, he's happy the way humans are happy, where he's like, no, yeah, 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 on a good day, I'm really happy, and on a bad day, I could like a killer. You know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the idea of death, too, being overworked, where it's like, hey, man, you've overworked me, death. My job was really easy before. Yeah. Like, people, yeah, exactly. Well, or maybe she appreciates it. She's like, thank you for making me, me- like, matter again. Yeah, I never used to matter because you and your caped friends always kept screwing the rules on me and cheating me out of what I was owed. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm a laughing stock amongst all the other cosmic entities. Yeah, the endless all think I'm a joke. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, Dick. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so that's Forever Crisis. But uh, hey, like uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. And we'll see you guys next time with another episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. And if you like this show, you may be awa- you may be surprised to find out there's a sister show. It's a little shorter, but it's called One Shots. And it's a l- little 10-minute mini episode that's pulled from this episode that's over on our Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash comicpop, you'll find not only updates about what's happening and behind-the-scenes photos, which I need to upload pretty soon, early access to back issues. You also get a little bonus episode from this show uh, mm-hmm. called One Shots uh, if you participate. So check that out if you haven't already. And we'll see you guys next time in another episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. Thanks a lot for watching.